All right, so today we watched Goodfellas from 1990, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Kevin, what was your rate? It was a 7.5 out of 10. Great, great. I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Wow, that's great. It is very great. Thank you. Great. Uh, yeah, no, it's an amazing film. Uh, obviously, it's based off of uh, the real story of Henry Hill, a uh, gangster turned um, like police informant. Uh, and uh, I think just the fact that it is based on real events uh, gives it a little bit more uh, punch, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Like, there's just a lot there. Like, the structure is very different from your standard uh, film. Just because the, you have all these things that happen over, like, long periods of time. It really feel, it feels like an epic uh, things somewhat relate to each other. There's definitely progression within the characters, but you you really don't see like a f- full plot from beginning to end, other than like the acceptance of this one guy into this family. Things eventually fall apart, and then he has to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it was slower paced than I remember it being, for sure. Especially the first half of the movie feels pretty slow, but. I definitely love uh, Ray Liotta's character. He's mm-hmm. really, really good. And uh, that second half definitely carries a lot of action and all that. Those characters that you really knew from the first half kind of all get murdered and whatnot. So it's a good time. Oh, yeah. I think the start is crucial to actually have that kind of like sense of who the characters are, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big thing that they really like push right at the start is how awesome it is to be a gangster Mm -hmm. Uh, like these films are ones that like really seem to uh, at least at the start really like show how glamorous it is how Mm -hmm. like great it is to be uh, the big thing is they they always say it's like a family and they really get that sense that there's like a lot of like protection within the gang that there's like camaraderie uh, there's like a lot of like love between them, but only if they stay within the line, right? Yeah. And you really start to see as the movie goes on these cracks that start to form uh, that show that like this perfect life is really uh, just based on just complete psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much like Wolf of Wall Street in that way. Mm-hmm. Ray Liotta and DiCaprio are actually pretty similar actors. I mean, the entire structure of both those movies are extremely similar. Like, yeah. you, you can definitely tell that uh, The Wolf of Wall Street was heavily uh, inspired by mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese's work on Goodfellas. Yeah. I think there was way too much about Karen, though. Like, you think I don't so? know how many, how many fucks I give about Karen, but they gave her way too many scenes. I don't know. I think she's crucial in kind of giving you, like, a larger context about what's going on. Uh, I actually really enjoyed... Uh, I forgot that she actually gets to do narration as well. I was going to say that was something I didn't like. Really? Where they go, yeah, from her perspective for like 15 minutes and... I think I it's know. nice seeing that like other uh, like viewpoint. Uh, mostly because we are just always uh, with Ray Liotta's character for the entire thing. Uh, it's nice seeing, especially at the start when she gets introduced to this life, that she is as well just like sucked into this uh this lifestyle Mm -hmm. like she 
loves it right from the start. She's she's very like excited about it. So, like the danger turns her on, all that kind of stuff. And so it really gives you a sense of uh, not just what pushed uh, Ray Liotta's character Henry Hill into this life, but also what would draw in other people to this life as well. But I think she is interesting because she always felt herself like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like scenes like where she's talking with all the other wives and she feels very like out of place in all of it and mm. she sees right from the start that there are things that could go terribly wrong with this right so she seems almost like the conscience character for a lot of it even though she herself ends up being very much um, tainted by the end you know she comes like coke addict she's part of like his whole scheme they kind of just she's threw just, that in there the coke addiction like in the last 10 minutes she's like give me a line really need a line right now but that was never really you never really saw her kind of join that the the drug crew it is true well I mean she was the one that helped him smuggle in drugs in the first place when he was sent to jail so Mm -hmm. she's been part of that uh, drug plot line from the very beginning but you're right I think one of the things that really misses uh, is just that her own dependency like I feel like Ray Liotta uh, did that kind of like turn from uh, clean to junky really well because I think it's spread out a lot more obviously but uh, yeah they definitely missed uh, a good opportunity to show uh, Karen's uh, fall into that lifestyle as well yeah I honestly don't think they show Ray Liotta doing any coke until like the last 15 minutes of the movie he definitely was doing some pills and whatnot, but um, I don't know it was it was definitely a slow progression, but uh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. I do love his acting though as a junkie. Yeah, um, he's such a good high actor. Yeah. His eyes, he looks so fucked up. Uh, I mean, I think we're gonna go right into like top scenes, and that's definitely one of my favorites for me. Just that whole like day he got busted scene, mm. uh, where it's just like this long like list of different things that he does over the day and everything keeps going terribly wrong and he's just getting like more and more freaked out because he's already like super high and super uh just paranoid about everything like he sees a helicopter that's flying by and he's like is it following me is it following me and obviously it is but Mm -hmm. like he just starts seeing these like little hints that things are not as they should be and Mm -hmm. i think it builds really well the entire thing of just like um, just this big, busy operation that slowly falls apart until it all breaks. Yeah. I think my favorite scene was when the hair wig guy gets strangled to death. Because there wasn't really any internal hits until that point in the movie. And then they started just going off on the inter-gang hits. Oh, you're talking about yeah the guy that owns the wig store. He owes the money. Yeah. Uh, I am blanking on his name. That was that was the real turning point of the movie. Everything started to go to shit after that. Yeah, because he's the one like they're they're concerned about like the Lufthansa heist and mm-hmm. they start like killing off all those people. That's another great sequence to all these like creative murders. It reminds me a lot of the end of uh, the Godfather where they're just like cleaning house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, no, they're they're all very like fun, uh, different places to find the body. You get them in the in the garbage truck, in the in the meat truck, uh, just like in the underpass. These like random kids come up uh, and see like the pink car that, that one guy bought, um, and I think it really 
is a great scene to really show the paranoia of uh, Robert De Niro's character. I guess Samuel Jackson gets murdered before that. He also was, does. Which yes. was sad. I mean, that's that was the the whole like tipping point. The fact that he fucked up, mm-hmm. and the police were starting to catch on, and then yeah. he, uh, Robert De Niro's character, which I'm uh, Jimmy Conway, he starts getting paranoid and starts blacking up everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really sad Samuel Jackson died though. Uh, I think we were talking about that in our last podcast with uh, Pulp Fiction that he really didn't get his big break until uh, that movie, Pulp Fiction. Uh, and yet he was still like in large movies, just as such like bit actors. Like I'm pretty sure this one he had like maybe two, three lines in total. Yeah, he was just token black guy in this movie and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. At least Jurassic Park he had more lines. Yeah. Uh, and like he had like some sort of role in the plot. I mean, he has a role in the plot here, but mostly it's just things that are told to us in narration that he did, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little sad, you know. Like they had such a gem of an actor, and they uh, didn't realize yet, I suppose. Yeah, I'd say another good scene was the uh, Joe Pesci when he's kind of freaking out and kills the bartender. Mm. I would say that was another top one. I feel like Joe Pesci didn't really get his just desserts, though. You know, all so. the he shit got, he did. He got murdered. I know, but it was it was late in the movie. You kind of forgot about him at that point because mm-hmm. a lot of shit was happening with Ray Liotta. It was five years after he killed the guy who was made. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping he'd get more degraded before because the movie really makes you despise that guy. It's true. Like, every single scene that he's in, you're worried about what's going to happen. He's such a, like, a crazy powder keg. And I think uh, one of my favorite scenes is that original one in uh, in that, I guess it's like a tiki, di- a tiki bar or whatever. Uh, the, the classic, uh, funny, I'm funny, funny how, am I a clown, do I amuse you kind of bit. Mm-hmm. Where it really, like, gives you, like, this hint at his character that... Uh, he starts like questioning uh, Ray Liotta about like, are you making fun of me? Is this all like? Uh, he he's, himself starts to get paranoid that people are don't take him seriously. He starts going off the handle, and he just like builds up this tension and builds it and builds it and gets more and more angry, and then they laugh it off, right? And mm. that's that's the whole joke. Like, but the the fact that people were worried enough that that like was going to escalate really gives you a sense of these people are afraid of this guy mm-hmm. right and like it's even like paid off right after that when the bar owner comes and tells him that he's overdoing his bill and he gets angry smashes the bottle over his head and yeah. like just kicks him right out like you can tell this is a very violent crazy individual that people have to be on edge about they have to like uh, make sure that they're not going to upset him because things go terribly awry and they do and men mm-hmm. on many different occasions uh, yeah. one very particular one being him killing a man which ends up getting himself killed yeah I mean there's only really three outbursts in the movie it's that one in the, the in the bar and then uh, the other one oh it's the one where they're playing cards and the young boy that's uh, giving them the drinks that's what I'm saying uh, about in the bar. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking... I mean, I guess they're all in bars, really. <laughs> That's true, they're always in bars. They're always in bars where he gets... 
crazy and ends up killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was part of the, the Lufthansa killings as well, but I guess that's more like contract hitting and stuff like that. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about when they kill the main man, because I think that ends up being like one of the most iconic bits, but I think also one that really like uh, exemplifies... Uh, everything that this movie is trying to say, um, I I think even like the movie itself really wants to highlight this bit because they start the entire movie off with that bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of them driving the car, they have what they think is a dead body in the back, and it starts kicking, and they have to kill him again. Um, so and then obviously go through all that, then come back to this scene, which I think really makes you like highlight it in your mind as this is an important scene for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just because it really gives you a sense that there are rules that these people have to follow, right? This is a main man, they cannot kill a main man, yet things obviously go out of hand. Like, there are rules that always get broken, and the broken rules always have consequences. It's just the inevitability of what's going to happen. And the, they don't even really take it that seriously when you think about it. Like, after that, they go to uh, Joe Pesci's uh, mother's house to, like, get, like, a shovel and a knife. And they just, like, for a long time, they just eat dinner at, at her house. And they don't really, mm-hmm. like... It feels like they're not taking it seriously enough. Yeah. Mostly because I think just this is the life that they live Mm. like they just are used to it so used to it that it doesn't feel like a real danger even though what they did was inexcusable even for the life that they lead yeah i don't understand how polly didn't catch on to them that they were dealing coke for eight years right in front of him Mm-hmm. And he would have whacked them if he knew that they were doing that. I believe what it was is he's getting like middlemen uh, through the airport. Like I think it was I forget if it was Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania, some city with a P. Like he just gets connections to send him the stuff, and then he sends it off somewhere else. So it's all just like moving around. It's not within uh, the the city. But there's no way he wouldn't have known at all when every other character knew. Like, there's no way no one would have tipped him off if he really wanted to know. Especially after he goes to prison and lives with him for a full year. Mm-hmm. Well, he knew that he was dealing then. But then he assumed that he, he stopped it, right? Oh, yeah, he said, when you come into prison, don't do the, exactly. the dirty stuff anymore. Exactly, yeah. Because he's worried that uh, what actually ends up happening was going to happen, right? He gets arrested on narcotics charges... And uh, he's going to flip on everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you feel that he did flip on everyone? I feel like it was pretty justified in the end because okay. he didn't really give a shit about any of the other characters other than Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. No, it, it really gives you a, a good like end to this. Like It builds up like this whole family aspect. Uh, but then in the end, like they all turn on each other because all of that is just a fucking facade. Like They're literally just psychopaths that try and maintain their own like status quo mm-hmm. yeah they have meals together for 10 years and then they just murder a guy yeah. the next day 
No, it's it's all fake, you know, and I think that's the real like point of the entire thing of like this whole sense of safety, camaraderie. It it all goes out the window once you're in the way of uh, someone else's safety or if you have something that they want or something like that. It, it's real paranoia that they get, um, which ends up destroying all of them. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. What were the uh, the worst parts of the movie? It's a good question. Worst parts of the movie. There's not really that many, honestly. I I feel like. Do you have anything specific that stands out? I mean, the first half was quite slow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there was any specific part that that, that was that bad. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd say actually one of my favorite scenes was when Karen tries to murder him. Actually, Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, but yeah. She just finds out. She's just, like, right on top of him. Mm-hmm. With a gun just pointed at his face. Yeah. It's terrifying. I, you just wake up and there's a gun in your face. I don't understand. He had a whole apartment with another woman. Woman. And he expected her not to find out. Yeah. He legitimately gave zero fucks about his kids the whole movie. Like oh, yeah. There's yeah. zero interaction with his kids. They're, they're basically just placeholders. Yeah. I think just because the original guy had kids, they had to put him in there. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what else would they have added. I think you think to the uh, the story if they were like actual know. characters, you would have actually felt something for the kids. The fact that they could actually lose their father yeah. the whole time. But there, there are some scenes, you know, like there's a lot of like them crying. They like obviously see their parents like being like psychotic to each other. Mm-hmm. Like the, the those kids are not going to cry. Oh yeah, wait. Yeah. Number number one over actor is Karen. Yeah, when she's screaming all the time, she just goes zero to a hundred. I, I like that. It's pretty yeah. unbelievable. You you thought it was good acting. Because Ray Liotta is such a good actor, it was pretty obvious to me in contrast. Yeah, like, with, with Ray Liotta, I feel like she was definitely the the, the weak end of it. But, you know, I, I like the overreaction because it feels like she's just pent up all of this anxiety and it just comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I, I do like those moments where she blows up. Just because it, it feels earned. Mm-hmm. Just uh, from all the things that she she's had to go through, yeah. um, just a lot though, and I think it's a it's cheapens it. The more times she does yeah, it, she does it a good five times, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really funny seeing these characters after watching The Irishman mm. because you could tell they were just trying to recreate them just thirty years later, and they're way too old. Like Joe Pesci's actually really good in this movie; it holds tension really well, but. In, the Irishman is absolutely awful, and so is Robert yeah. De Niro. It is weird that Martin Scorsese keeps trying to go back to this movie. <laughs> I mean, there there's a reason why it's like so, like well received because it is a great movie. You don't um, think Wall, but Wall Street's better? I I don't actually. I feel really? like it it retreads it a lot, and uh, the characters aren't as compelling as these characters here. That's very debatable. Because Wolf of Wall Street has a whole nother layer of comedy on top. It's like the same plot with better characters, better actors, and it's way more fun and way more comedic. I mean, you don't think that there was a lot of comedy in, in Goodfellas? I, th- I think the no. one thing that like surprised me was the amount of comedic bits that they have in there. Really? Yeah. Can they name three? Um, like Joe Pesci murdering a bartender? Is that funny? Like, it's... 
a bit funny when he shoots him in the foot if you're fucked up. Like, I don't know. There's just some small stuff that they do. Like, just the bits where... I, I think we already talked about, like, uh, they kill the guy, put him in the trunk, and then they go to his mom's house. And they're just like, oh, I'm just here to get a shovel. And she's like, oh, oh stay for dinner, stay for dinner. And like, no, no, we got a shovel. No, please stay for dinner. And then just cuts to them, like, eating, like, just a huge dinner. Like, obviously, she took, like, hours to make, and they're just, like, sitting and talking. It's not, like... It's mildly comedic. Like, when they show the dog picture, it's, like... Mm -hmm. They're all a bunch of four out of ten jokes, where it's, like, all right. There's a lot of, like, subtle humor, I think, and I think there's a lot of, like, wisecracks that they do with each other. Uh, There's the bit where, like, right after the Lufthansa heist, uh, with the guy that, um, like, buys this, this... big pink uh, car mm. and then Robert De Niro is just going off on him like what the fuck are you doing don't spend any money didn't I tell you not to spend money just go and fucking send it back and he just like makes him leave and then the next guy just comes in with his wife with like the fur coat <laughs> he's like oh my god yeah. what the hell is wrong with these I people mean, but that's also a serious scene because that's kind of the transition of when Robert De Niro gets paranoid yeah and I think that's that actually makes it even better the fact that it's a funny scene but it also like uh, gives you like a good sense of plot and character along with it it's not simply comedic it's serving multiple different roles within the story mm-hmm so who's the the best small character? Mm. I got a good one for this. The right. um, Lois, or is that her name? The babysitter who fucks them over? Just <laughs> yeah, the weirdest yeah, character? Yeah. yeah, she seems so like weirdly like aloof. And she's just dealing with gangsters all the time. She's just being yeah. sarcastic and a bit of a bitch. Yeah, and in the end, she's going to get her hat. It's like, I need my hat. Wait, like, did she, was she in on it? Was she just trying to get him outside? Uh, no, no, she was... Or she just genuinely she, wanted she a hat. She genuinely just wanted her lucky hat. Fair enough. Gotta have it. I mean, yeah, no, she she did great. I think, uh... I, I wish there were more scenes with her, honestly. Yeah. Like, the bit where they're, like, just uh, playing with the baby that she, like, brought through customs. And mm. then they're like... So, what what baby did you use this time? Like, oh, this is my sister's. She's just, like, taking different babies, like, across uh, planes. I think she's stuffing them with cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's it's amazing. She's great. Yeah. I feel all the gangsters were really good actors. Like, Polly, Robert De Niro. I think really they had a lot of, like, variation within the gangsters. I'm, I mean, they're all, like, very, like, classically gangster, but I feel like they had their own little quirks, all of them. Um, one of my, my favorites, uh, like for some reason is just, uh, I think his name's like, uh, Tommy two times or something. Cause he says things two times. That was so <laughs> not funny. You thought that was funny? It's not funny. It's just like, uh, that's fun. Uh, just like a little, uh, a, a little pin. I'm like, this is why we call him that. Fair enough. Yeah. They all had their own little gimmick and it's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really understand his relationship with his coke-dealing girlfriend. Like, he just set up a suite for her and said, just live here and deal coke? Yeah, and basically. And she just did that for four years? Yeah. That's that's a tough life. I know, right? I, I don't... I feel sorry for her, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> what she, did she gain from that? She went to jail for 25 years and saw him once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just straight up coked up. 
I, hopefully she has other boyfriends. That's that's what my hope yeah, is for. We can only hope. <laughs> like she's doing something else with her life other than just hanging out, coked up in her apartment and waiting for Ray Liotta to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she seemed miserable right at the end, and I feel I feel real bad for her, honestly. I don't think she was ever not miserable. Yeah. Like, there's that bit where, like, we talked about it before, where his wife finds out that he's cheating, and he goes to her apartment, she's just yelling that, she, that, that this woman's, like, a whore, and stealing her man, and all that stuff, and just in the lobby. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel really sorry for her, honestly. No, that was a different woman. Really? Was it? Oh, yeah, it was, I, th- I think. Mm. That yeah. was his first... First GF. That was hoe number one. Damn, all of his girlfriends have it rough. I mean, they all have it rough, to be fair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's why you don't do drugs. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. Alright, anything else you want to talk about? I feel like we're at about 25 minutes. Uh, I'm pretty good. No, I think, yeah, the first half, pretty slow. It felt a little bit aged Yeah. in the first half, but... Once the murders get going, I'm I'm a sucker for a couple good murders. So yeah, there were some great murders. Um, I I guess if we're gonna end this off with nonsense that only I care about, um, practical blood splatter effects. So many great ones. I think my personal favorite is uh, the killing of Samuel Jackson's yeah, character. I was, was uh, it sprays so everywhere yeah. on the bed, just like on the floor. I I think that was probably the best squid that they had. Hmm. Uh, in the entire thing like there's some great like good like minor murders uh, some good like um, stabbing the back of the neck kind of deals mm-hmm. um, there's just uh, oh, obviously the uh, the Bayman in the trunk he uh, just ends up being like all bloody and gross oh, and they're great. just like stabbing him she comes and gives him five stabs yeah yeah uh, yeah, no, really, really great practical effect work there. Um, really, really inspired. Very gory, very gross, and I think it really, like, the visceralness of it, like, really gets to the core that these are cold-blooded killers, mm-hmm. uh, despite what uh, they try and portray on the outside. Yeah. Wait, why was Robert De Niro so sad that Joe Pesci got murdered? I know, there's a sense of brotherhood there. But then he gave zero fucks about killing Ray Liotta, like, a, a month later. Ray Liotta ratted him out. Yeah, but before that, he was going to murder him. Or he was going to send him to wherever to get to get whacked. Well, because he thought that Ray Liotta was going to rat him out. Well, he thought He was right. starting to get paranoid, and he was right, honestly. King Ray Liotta, god damn it. Yeah. Well, it all ended up... In the end. Okay, in the end, we and by that, everyone lives. fucking hates their lives or are dead. So, don't get into organized crime, kids. All right, all right, that's the end. Good, good talk. Good, good talk. talk.